PFF NFL Daily. Today, once again, discussing the next day of roster cuts and trades and signings and the whole thing. A lot of news around the NFL, Sam. So some of the players that we talked about yesterday, guys like Alex Leatherwood, who got released by the Raiders, essentially put on waivers, he gets claimed. Uh, we have O.J. Howard, the former Bucks tight end and kind of former Bills tight end. He's out and about. Uh, taking visits. Maybe going to be a Bengal by the time you listen to this. We have Jalen Rager, the former first-round wide receiver, traded to the Minnesota Vikings. Let's go through some of these moves. Let's start with Alex Leatherwood. We talked about how disappointing he was with the Raiders. He goes to another place now in Chicago where they had the waiver claim, a high waiver claim, so they put it in for Alex Leatherwood. And I like this move. I mean, as bad as Leatherwood was as a rookie, he's still a pretty good prospect, and the Bears could use all the help they could get on this O-line. Yeah, um, somebody was asking me on Twitter, you know, is this an indictment of how bad the the Leatherwood was playing that a Raider that he couldn't make the Raiders team when they have such a bad offensive line? Is it an indictment of how bad the Chicago Bears offensive line is that Leatherwood is an upgrade for them? Um, I think it's both. In addition to being a, a roll of the dice worth taking if you're the Bears, you know, that is a bad offensive line for Chicago, and Leatherwood has been bad so far in the NFL. On the other hand, even though he was overdrafted last year in a reach. He was a consensus second-round kind of talent. Now, maybe the consensus got it wrong. Maybe he's just a bad player. But if everybody believes, outside of the Raiders, that he was a second-round talent a year ago, the Bears should absolutely be kicking the tires on a second-round talent a year later, you know, with the depreciation that that's, uh, that that's built in, and see if they can resuscitate him. Maybe he's not. Maybe he's a bad player. But it's absolutely a gamble worth taking. And honestly... That should be the case for all of these, um, you know, bust players, I guess, if you like, guys that are cut loose very early, you know, the following season, two years' time, whatever. If you had a high um, opinion of that guy coming out, and people get criticized for this all the time, but priors matter. They mean something because sometimes situation is everything. So if you thought that guy was good a year ago, then pick him up, kick the tires, and see if he's good now. Maybe you all had it wrong, but if, you're, if you had it right at the time, you could have stumbled into a bargain. Yeah, especially in Leatherwood's case, I think this is a low-risk move for the Chicago Bears. So that the, the person that asked you, does this, does this say something about the state of the Bears? I, I don't know for a fact, but I would assume that there's other waiver claims that were in for Alex Leatherwood, including teams with good offensive lines or teams looking for a sixth or seventh offensive lineman or teams that really just wanted to stash Leatherwood for a couple of years or whatever it might be and see if he could develop. Um, we're not very far removed from Andrew Thomas of the New York Giants stepping in as a rookie, looking completely overwhelmed at left tackle, and then looking good in year two and three. Now, he looked good kind of right away in the preseason last year. Leatherwood did not, uh, but I think Leatherwood's release is maybe just as much as uh, you got a new regime and poor, poor performance with the Raiders. Yeah, and, you know, it's not like there's nothing to his game. I mean, Mitchell Schwartz was on Twitter saying that he thinks that his problems are technique-related and they're entirely fixable, you know, as opposed to something that's permanent and he just can't get it done. Um, so he has support, you know, amongst guys that know what they're talking about and say this is a salvageable situation. Now, you know, the Raiders didn't just bench him or didn't just sit him down. Like, they cut him after a year, despite having to eat a ton of money to do so. Now, they get some of it back with the, the waiver claim, but that kind of suggests that maybe there's something else going on behind the scenes as well. Like maybe in addition to being bad, he doesn't learn the playbook or he's got a bad attitude or whatever it is. Um, and if that's the case, then, you know, he might not take to whatever coaching or technique you're trying to fix. But if you can get his technique on the right track, again, it's, it's an absolute gamble worth taking for the Bears. 
Let's go to the Minnesota Vikings trading for former Eagles first rounder Jalen Rager. Man, the storylines in Philadelphia were not kind to poor Jalen Rager. He gets picked just ahead of Justin Jefferson, who is now his teammate in Minnesota. Rager at the time, look, there was definitely way more people, I think, that liked Justin Jefferson over Jalen Rager. But let's be honest here. I don't know that people knew that Justin Jefferson was going to be the best wide receiver or top three receiver in the NFL. He was, uh, on a lot of people's boards, the third or fourth receiver just that year. Remember, you had Henry Ruggs, and you had C.D. Lamb, and you had Jerry Judy. Most people had those guys in the top tier. But Jalen Rager uh, now traded from the Eagles to the Vikings, where, yeah, maybe this is a better fit for him as just a deep threat and a compliment to the guy Justin Jefferson that Eagles fans have wanted for a couple of years now. Kind of feels like rubbing salt in the wound for old Jalen Rager, though, doesn't it? Like, you know, he's been compared to Justin Jefferson since day one. The Vikings, remember there's a video of the Vikings war room or war rooms because it was the COVID kind of work from home draft. But their war rooms sort of laughing that the Eagles took Rager over Justin Jefferson. Now, I don't think that was a <laughs> look at this loser that they drafted. I think that was a <laughs> can you believe it? We got our guy when the Eagles needed him one pick in front of us. This is amazing. But still, like there's a video out there of the Vikings laughing at drafting this guy, right? Then from day one, it's like horrific production terrible sort of draft bust so far versus a guy who stepped in like day one is one of the best wide receivers in the nfl he's been compared to him since day one now he's got to like run the next rep you know justin jefferson goes out there ties a corner and knots runs after the catch scores a touchdown and jalen rager it's like next up out you go sir that's i mean come on that's just mean no that's a little mean it might be poor rager but look I, I like the fit with the Vikings. Look, the Vikings are going to be using more three wide receiver sets than they have the last couple of years. You have Adam Thielen there. You have Justin Jefferson, of course. But then maybe just let Rager be that explosive outside threat that he has been. And uh, maybe we'll see if he can rejuvenate his career. I like the move for the Vikings. I like all the moves getting these former first rounders. <laughs> Get ready for the NFL Week 1 action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Bet just $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. And now everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. You get up seven, you win. Bet on any NFL team of your choice, and if your team leads by seven points at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PFF. Get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. It's code PFF only at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by just jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for terms and resources. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Minimum $5 deposit and wager. $200 issued as eight $25 free bets. Uh, OJ Howard, the other former first rounder we mentioned, released by the Bills. A quick run there in Buffalo. But the Bengals, they lose C.J. Azama. We knew, we know that maybe tight end is a potential problem spot for the Bengals. With all those good receivers, O.J. Howard could be a potential nice fit. And like I said, by the time you're listening to this, he could be a Cincinnati Bengal. Yeah, I, I'm kind of – that would be an interesting trend for the Bengals because they already got Hayden Hurst in the offseason, another guy that had been underwhelmed as a, an athletic – you know, tight end with all the physical talent in the world, but hasn't really done it in the NFL. O.J. Howard would be adding another one of those guys to the stable. Maybe the idea is you just get enough freak athletes at tight end, and hopefully one of them turns into a useful player for you. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm kind of intrigued by that. I th- think that would be interesting to see. 
my whole thing with all of these is, yes, people do sometimes criticize, oh, he's a former first-rounder, so obviously he's going to get more opportunities and chances. But they were a first-rounder or a second-rounder for a reason because they have some level of tools. And in O.J. Howard's case, it's kind of like the tight-end version of Baker Mayfield, like two-fifths of what we've seen. Two out of five years from O.J. Howard have been good. You know, so um, one of them was injury-shortened. But the good O.J. Howard has the length to run block, he's got the toughness to run block, and the speed to stretch the seam. And honestly, in that Bengals offense, with Jamar Chase, with T. Higgins, with Tyler Boyd, those guys taking up all the attention, all you need is a guy to just run in the middle of the field and be big and fast and maybe catch the ball. And O.J. Howard could eat just to keep the safeties honest. I mean, yeah, that's the la- that last part's key. It sounds kind of stupid, but honestly, just the speed threat of Howard and or Hurst has value. The fact that they can't do anything at the end of it is kind of irrelevant to a degree because you can't not cover them. You know, whoever is running the seam or whoever is covering that zone has got to honor the fact that a tight end is two yards further down the field than he normally is because these guys have better speed than that. And that changes the, the coverage spaces. That changes the area that Jamar Chase is working in. It changes the area that Tyler Boyd is working in underneath. Um, that the, the speed that those guys have, the athleticism that they can bring to the table, can manipulate defenses even if they're not very good players. Did you have any other players to highlight? That's pretty much the big names at this point as of record time. Yeah, I don't think there were any massive moves. The, the Lions, you know, tinkered with their backup quarterback situation. They got rid of David Blau, signed Nate Sudfeld. Okay, I mean, David Blau had pretty much played his way off the roster at this point. His PFF grade this preseason, I think it was like 29. So I get it. But, you know, if Nate Sudfeld has to start games for you this season, things have gone wrong already and you're, you're kind of in trouble. So it feels like it, it upgraded, but I don't know that it did anything to them. Teams are still rounding out their first 53, the starting 53 for opening day. So stick with PFF. We got all the news, all the stuff over on the PFF app. Go go be, go download it right now and get yourself a, uh, a PFF Plus. It's the PFF NFL Daily.